Welcome to Writer Spark, the podcast with tips and tricks for fiction writing. I'm your host, Melissa Bourbon, national bestselling author, developmental fiction editor, writing coach, and instructor, and founder of Writer Spark Academy. Wherever you are on your writing path, Writer Spark has tips and tricks and lessons for fiction writers. Today, we're talking about the reluctant hero, a common and often very fun character to write. First, I want to mention, though, that there is now WriterSpark and writing-centric merchandise. The link to the WriterSpark Tee Public storefront is in the show notes. Get a hoodie, a t-shirt, a mug, or something else writery. They're so much fun. Get something for yourself or get something for another writer in your life. I hope that you check it out and show your WriterSpark to the world. Grab a cup of something tasty, settle in, and get ready to ignite your writer's spark. And now, here we go. The reluctant hero. First, let me ask you a question. Do you know what a reluctant hero is? The answer is really very simple. A reluctant hero is someone who does not set out to act heroically, but ends up doing so anyway. They are often considered an ordinary man or person someone who's reluctant to cross over that threshold and into the adventure of a story. They don't want to be the heroes, but they end up being heroic anyway. There are several core qualities that most compelling reluctant heroes have. So we'll talk about those in just a little bit. Let's start with some examples. A reluctant hero tends to be an everyday person, as I already mentioned, who is forced to leave their ordinary world behind and survive in the new world. That need to survive precipitates heroic behavior. They don't seek adventure. That adventure is thrust upon them. I just finished reading recently The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. First, first of all, I love this book. It is so good. But second, there are two protagonists and one is the quintessential reluctant hero. The story takes place in the early 1940s in France. The Allies haven't yet entered World War II and the Nazis are invading France. Vienne and Isabelle are sisters. Vienne's husband, Antoine, heads for the front, and Isabel falls in love with a man who ends up leaving her to fight the Nazis from inside France, from the resistance. This lights a fire under Isabel, who has always felt invisible. So she becomes determined to do her part in helping the resistance defeat the Nazis. She's a more traditional hero in the sense that she actively goes out to make change. She wants to do everything she can to make a difference and to give her life meaning during very tumultuous times. Her acts are sometimes foolish, but they are also heroic, and she really proves herself to be a hero. Vienne, on the other hand, is in denial. She thinks the war will be over soon that her husband is going to return to her and that everything will be fine. She finds Isabel impetuous and infuriating. Her denial is shattered though when the Nazis begin to occupy France. A soldier billets with her and her daughter Sophie and Vienne's only, only, truly only concern is to protect her daughter. This motivation causes her to make horrible decisions that put her best friend in danger 
And then over and over, Vian battles with herself as to what is right, what she should do, and how she and Sophie can survive. She proclaims herself several times to be weak and not as strong as Isabel. She is, in my opinion, a perfect reluctant hero. She does not want to do anything heroic. She just wants to survive and she wants to sort of fly under the radar and keep her and her daughter Sophie safe. That's it. Throughout the story, Vienne changes though. Bit by bit, she begins to understand what is actually at stake. She experiences the loss of some people close to her. And when push comes to shove, she does the unthinkable to save her sister. She goes on to survive sexual abuse by another soldier, and then on and on, her strength is tested over and over. She still sees herself only as a survivor, but she's also a fighter. In the end, she makes a series of monumental choices that are heroic. She never set out to do that. She never wanted that. But the situation she faced left her with no other tenable options. So she acted heroically. Vienne may be one of my favorite heroes ever for these reasons. She's not that comic relief. She's not a self-centered character, which is often the case with a reluctant hero. She's out there for survival, but because of the situations, she acts incredibly heroically. If you haven't read The Nightingale or listened to the audio version, which is what I did, I highly recommend it. All right, moving on. Han Solo is another example of a reluctant hero. While Luke Skywalker wants to join the rebellion, which automatically puts him on a hero's journey, Han Solo wants the opposite. He wants nothing, and I mean nothing, to do with anything that might put him in danger. He is first and foremost a self-centered character. Nonetheless, circumstances propel him into situations where he must step up and act heroically and save the day. So while he didn't set out to do anything remotely heroic, he rises above his own selfishness and does act heroically. Another great example of a reluctant hero is Ender Wiggin from Orson Scott Card's Ender's Game. I love this book. Ender is a really great character. He's a child, he's six years old, but he grows so much and he's quite complex, and especially as a child character. He is six years old in the book, not the movie. And his ordinary world is that he's bullied by his brother Peter and by his schoolmates. He is a third, which is a third child born when only two are allowed. And this happens, or it's allowed to happen, because Peter was thought to be the savior, the one that was going to save the world from the alien enemy. But Peter has some violent tendencies, so he is not the one. But they think that another child born to this family might be the one. And so enter Ender. And he, in the end, at six years old, is chosen as one of the rare kids to go to battle school. And the stakes for his success are very high. Remember, he's a kid. He wants to stay with his parents and his sister Valentine, but he has no choice. So off he goes. And this is the first step in his journey as a reluctant hero. Once he's in battle school, Ender is bullied by the other kids and he's treated harshly by the commanders as well. This sets him on a path of survival. So similar to Vienne, it's about survival. He has two choices. He can be beaten down 
or he can fight. He chooses to fight. In the end, he earns the respect of his classmates and the commanders. He's heroic, even though he did not set out to be heroic. Conversely, a reluctant hero may be someone who has some special ability or abilities that already make them extraordinary. In the ordinary world, though, they are choosing not to use them. John McClane in Die Hard is a great example of this type of reluctant hero. He's a cop, but in California, in this office building where he's just wanting to reunite with his wife and his children at Christmas, nobody knows he's a cop. For his wife's sake, he just wants to be ordinary because this is part of what has torn them apart. He keeps this information a secret, especially from the terrorists who end up holding everyone hostage. McLean doesn't want to face off with Alan Rickman's character in The Terrorist. He just wants to reunite with his wife and kids. But he is thrust into a situation where he has no choice but to reveal who he is and to use his special skills to fight the bad guys, revealing that he is a cop and he has all of these, you know, he knows how to use a gun. He knows how to use a weapon. He knows how to fight the bad guys. And um, for looking for superheroes, Deadpool would be a great example of a superhero who doesn't really want to be a superhero. Keep in mind, for some reason, the character in question doesn't want to use their magic or their power, their special skill set, but then is forced to, and that is what makes them partially a reluctant hero. The reluctant hero also differs from the anti-hero in that the story arc of the former, the reluctant hero, inevitably results in them becoming a true hero. The, the anti-hero is not quite so clean a transition. For example, is Scarlett O'Hara really a hero? Did she achieve her goals in the end? She's a reluctant hero, yes, a self-centered woman who wants nothing to do with anything that changes her world. She is not so easy to like, however. She ends up, though, embarking on a journey, and at times she does act heroically. So in my opinion, she is kind of a cross between a reluctant hero and an anti-hero. We'll talk about anti-heroes another time. Something to keep in mind, though. Okay, there are three core qualities of a reluctant hero, and I have two bonus maybe qualities also. Number one, they are relatable or likable because they're an everyday person like we are. They just want to live in their ordinary world. Number two, they do not seek the adventure the way a traditional hero does. They're not choosing to cross the threshold. They don't want to enter that new world, but a situation arises and forces them to do that. Finally, they might have doubts about their ability to be heroic because again, they're an everyday person. They don't, they don't possess those heroic qualities in their opinion. Think about Vienne again from The Nightingale. Because of the things she faces throughout during the story, she becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And all of these things build up so that she's able to act heroically in the end. And there are a couple bonus qualities. The first is that the reluctant hero often comes across as the comic relief. And the second is that they may be selfish or self-centered, which is what initially stops them from acting heroically. Han Solo is a great example of a character, reluctant hero that has both of these bonus qualities.
We laugh at some of his antics and we know he doesn't want to get involved because he does not want to put himself in danger. He's not interested in fighting the good fight. Plenty of people feel that the reluctant hero is a pretty common character, but on that, I happen to disagree. First, you, the author, have the power to make your characters so much more than common. That is what good writers do. Whether you're writing a traditional hero, an anti-hero, a reluctant hero, or a villain, the main thing to always remember is that every character is the hero of their own journey. They must have growth, otherwise they become static rather than dynamic characters. Sarah Connor from The Terminator is another great example of a reluctant hero. She's just a mom, but she ends up defeating the Terminator who has come from the future to kill her, all to protect her son, John, who is not even born yet. So she didn't set out to be a hero, but she ends up saving the world. My final thoughts on this awesome character, the reluctant hero. The reluctant hero can be the main protagonist of a story, Sarah Connor, Shrek, John McClane, or they can be a supporting character like Han Solo. They can be a co-protagonist like Vienne is to Isabel. You can also have moments of reluctant heroism. So keep that in mind too. I would say that Samwise Gamgee is a hero in his own right. In many ways, Frodo is the reluctant hero. He's the one who's not sure about going on this journey, but Samwise Gamgee, he goes full steam ahead because he is a protector and he's going to stand by his friend's side. So he is a hero. So where does that reluctant heroism come in? There is one significant moment when Samwise is a reluctant hero. In the two towers, after the battle with that giant spider, he believes Frodo is dead. And he's been Frodo's protector again on Frodo's journey all along. Just because he thinks Frodo is dead doesn't mean that that journey is over because there is a greater purpose, right? They need to return that ring to Mordor. So even though he wasn't the one charged with returning the ring to Mordor, he feels that he needs to do that. He has to complete the mission that Frodo wasn't able to do. He questions himself at first, though. Should he do this? Should he not do this? Because he wasn't the one charged with this task. So that's where his reluctant heroism comes in. It's a great moment. And he rises above to, again, another truly heroic character in that moment. He exhibits heroism all the way through, though. A reluctant hero can be incredibly fun to write whether it's as your protagonist or as a supporting character. And there you have it. The reluctant hero in a nutshell. We will be talking about the anti-hero coming up, as well as the other core characters in your story. So stay tuned for that. We've got more author interviews coming up. So also stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Come back for more tips and tricks about fiction writing and learn more about our online courses and all of our awesome content at www.writersparkacademy.com. We've got Ready, Set, Write, a course with all the nuts and bolts of writing a book. We've got the field guide to writing a cozy mystery. If you want to write a cozy mystery, this is the course for you. There are mini courses as well and so much content on the website. So please check it out. Follow this podcast. 
you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, also called Writer Spark, and accessible through the website. And whatever you do, keep learning and keep growing as a writer. I'm Melissa Bourbon. Thank you for listening. And until next time, happy writing.